So this morning, I've been kind of uh, meditating on this, uh, thinking through, I don't know if you guys know about the story of Joshua um, in the Bible, but if you have a Bible with you, it's out of Joshua chapter 3. It's the story of how Joshua took over from Moses, and he took the people across to the promised land. And God had said, you're going to inherit the promised land given to you through Moses, that you wandered around the desert. You're going to take the people across. You've got to cross the Jordan River, and you've got to fight the giants that are across the land. That's a whole other story. But today, I want to talk about us stepping up or stepping into what God, like what we said here, there's a destiny for each one of us here this morning that God has. Each one of us, He knows our very hairs on our head. He knows us more intimately than we know ourselves, and He cares. And he loves. That's what we were speaking about yesterday at the basketball outreach. For every one of those kids, we had a ton of them. We were saying, you know, can you imagine that people from around the world are coming here and sharing the same message that literally God loves you. You can, you can brush over that, but if you think about it, he cares for you. And these messages are being delivered to you from a variety of different sources and folks. But today, I want to I challenge us. You know, we've been praying up all week into this day for our team anyway. And uh, there are certain things that God has in store for us that we can grab hold of, but we have to grab hold of it. And if we don't, potentially we'll miss it. Like Moses, he didn't enter into the promised land. Now his, his tribe and his community went ahead and took it. You know, they got the, the results of that faith. But there, there's a section in here, and it's a really cool picture to paint in our lives today. Are you pushing into God or are you just walking, hoping for the best? You know, there's a thing about just saying, well, yeah, it's in God's hands. But what has God asked of you? Are you living fully invested in everything God has given you? Are you investing what he's given you into what you're putting into? Are you even remembering God in your daily walk, in your path, in your journey? Are you even risking certain things in your life to see God be proven faithful? You see, there's, there's, a, there's like a, I would, let's call it a lazy walk and an active walk. There's a walk. God is good. He's gracious. He's kind. He's a loving father. If you've never had a loving father, he's our father. You know, and he cares for us more intimately than we could ever dream, hope, or imagine. Praise God. We are saved by his grace, his mercy. But he does have a plan, but he is gentle. He's kind. He doesn't enforce his will. So there are certain things that he's saying, son, daughter, will you step up your game? Will you walk into some of these rivers that look scary? Will you walk into the midst of a storm for me and with me to see me be proven faithful? Because in that moment, there are things I want to give to you. And those things are to declare my glory and my goodness in your life, but you won't get it unless you step up your game. Does that make sense? That kind of lays the picture of this uh, image that I was just praying over in the week. See, there's a story. So Joshua was going to lead the people across to the promised land, okay? And there's a huge torrent of a river, the Jordan River, that stands in the way. And it's overflowing its banks. Can you imagine, like Davao River? Have you ever been white, white, white water river rafting? Any of you here? Oh, we should do that as a team. It's so fun. And you'll probably drink half of the river, but it's part of the fun. But when you get into the washing bit, when you go down the river, there are certain parts where it's, a tr it's just the power of it 
freaks you out. They call it, this one's called the washing machine. This one's called the black hole. And you're like, okay, we're going to go down there. Yes, we are as a team. Now, you've got to have faith in the leader of your boat. You've got to have faith in the guy that's directing because we all had to learn how to, 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 to move as one, you know, because you've got to go right, pedal like crazy, otherwise you're going to crash into that or you're going to fall over. So it's fun and exhilarating. But if you weren't in the boat and you didn't get across to the other side, you would never have the story to tell about that. Today, this story is about Joshua leading the people. And there's a couple bits. So in the beginning of Joshua chapter 3, God, early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left the Acacia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan River where they camped before crossing. So they're looking at a potential where they could either say, nah, let's just chill and wait. Or what are we going to do? Should we cross it? They were seeking the will of the Lord. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp giving these instructions to the people. When you see the, Le uh, the, the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, your God. So the priests were carrying the presence of God. That's key number one. They didn't do anything until they knew that the presence of God was visible, was with them, and was for them. They waited. There's a patience, that time of element, right? And move out from your positions and follow them. So basically what they're saying is follow the presence of God. Okay? I'm going to skip across. So Joshua basically tells them further on in these chapters, purify yourselves, ready yourselves, gird up your armor, get yourselves ready to go across something that needs a miracle. They were pushing themselves to see, to, to get that which was already promised. You see, we can wait and sit around and wait for a big word, or do we get ourselves ready? Waiting isn't impatience. Waiting by preparing is actually uh, faith. I'm getting my boots laced up. I'm getting my shirt ready. I'm going to get my rain mac on because this river is going to be wild. I'm going to get my clothes, my bags ready. Are you getting yourselves ready or are you just sitting and waiting? Because God has so much more for us, but he doesn't want to treat you like you have no will. He says, come with me. Follow my presence. I'm going to go across. I'm going to pave the way. Are you willing to follow me? That's what Jesus said. Are you willing to pick up your cross and follow me? There's a reward in this. I'm going to get into that. So, and the Lord speaks to Joshua, you know, and he gives them instructions. In uh, verse 13, the, Lord, uh, the, the priest will carry the ark of the Lord, um, the Lord of all the earth. Okay, so he carries on. As soon as, and this is what he says, as soon as their feet touch the water, or the soles of their feet in another version, touches the water, so they've got to step in. They can't wait for the water to disappear. You got to walk through these things. You got to be in these things to see God work Him, his, his will. As soon as their feet touch the water, the flow of the water will be cut off upstream. So there is an element of trust here. Really, God? Have you seen this river? Have you really seen what I've got to give up to follow you? Have you really seen what these other people are telling me to do? I'm not sure I want to do that. There's a storm coming, there's fire in that place, there's hardship. You want me to step into that river to trust you? He says, follow my presence. My presence is going ahead of you. You're not going alone. I'm giving you a sign here. It says that the Bible is a lamp unto our feet. It's a, it, it, it's a path. It guides us. 
Are you allowing the Bible to guide you? As soon as their feet or the soles of their feet touch the water, the flow of the water will be cut up upstream and the river will stand up like a wall. Your miracle is going to come when you stand in the middle, when you go to that place where it's uncomfortable. I want to ask you, are you just being too comfortable in your faith? God has called you to, to wreck, in essence, the kingdom of this earth. It says forceful men lay hold of it. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of the earth are two separate entities. It's light versus darkness. There is no gray ground. So in our lives, whatever we're doing, see it as am I carrying the light, bearing the torch of the king of kings, or am I in that gray ground which doesn't actually exist? I'm either in or I'm out. Or I'm either waiting and watching all of these people stepping into the river. Because I tell you what, they get something amazing out of this. Now, if you're standing as a bystander, you're going to miss out because this is what happens. As soon as the feet of the priest, this is verse 15, who were carrying the ark, touched the water at the river's edge. So as soon as they went in, they had to step in. The water above that point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarethan. And the water below the point flowed up to the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. So they stepped that's when the miracle came. Many times in our lives, we want the miracle before we step. We push for the miracle because we're impatient. What has God said? Follow my presence. Do you know what his presence looks like and feels like? If you don't, then he says, come to me. Lay down your burden at my feet. Seek me first and my kingdom and my righteousness. Then all of those things will be added unto you. That's what it means to follow me. Pick up your cross. Believe. If you would only believe. When they stepped into the river, the river didn't part before they stepped, correct? They had to get into the Davao River. I had to get into that crazy boat and trust that the pilot of my boat was going to get me through across to the other side. Now, I've got many stories to tell because of that. And I'm alive. But I've got a story to tell that others that haven't done it can't and won't be able to unless they step up. Later on, chapter 4. So when all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, and this is what I want to encourage us with today. God has something in store for each one of us that only will be achieved when we step up our faith, when we step up our relationship with the Lord, when we follow through. He has so much more than we could ever hope, dream, or imagine. Whatever you can imagine for your life, if you would surrender fully to God and follow His presence, it's way more than that. And I can attest to that in my own life, in my marriage, in my home. God's faithfulness, from the background where we've come from to where we are today. God's faithfulness. And this is a living walk. This is what happens. Now choose 12 men from each tribe. Tell them... Take the 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan. They're going to collect something now that can only be had when you've trusted in the Lord and seen Him work out when you've pushed out. Guess what? Those that didn't walk across the river aren't going to be able to pick up a stone. There's a specific stone 
of God's blessing and testimony that he has in store, but we cannot get until we trust him to jump into the, the midst of whatever it is that he's called us into. Be it a complete life of surrender in your heart, be it a complete give up of something, be it a, whatever God has called you to do in this day. And if he's challenged you in the past, remember what he's asked. Because I tell you what, the reward will come when you seek him first, when you put him first. That stone is for his glory. Let's not forget that. However, that stone also declares what he's done in your life when you've stepped up. When the hills have stepped up their faith game, they have a story to say, look, but God. It's impossible, but God. Henry, but God. It's impossible, but God. Without going through the fire, you're not going to have that purification process and you're not going to have the gold. So listen to this. Carry them out and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. Verse 6. We will use these stones to build a memorial in the future where your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? So whatever you step up for in faith today is a generational thing. Whatever we step our game up for, we always say this as a team in our media company. We are writing it on tablets online so that future generations can see how crazy the mommies and the daddies were about stepping into the river and giving it all. Because that will encourage what? So then, then you can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the ark of the Lord, when the presence of the Lord's covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. What you do today has an eternal effect. What we do today in our smallest bit of faithfulness, in our smallest bits of surrender, basically in our smallest bits of obedience, Regardless of the fire that stands in front of you, regardless of the roaring lions that are around us, God will be made famous, number one. Number two, you will declare his goodness in your life when we surrender. So in these businesses we're in, let's not lose sight of why we're in here. It's not just because you're a great coder or a great artist or a great designer. Because God wants to be glorified in and through that. So assess what we're doing. Have we submitted it to the Lord? Are we walking, looking at everybody else doing the great exploits? And they're picking up their stones. Remember, it, it actually says, this, it's not a pebble, dude. We're talking about a stone you got to put on your back. It's big. God's plans are bigger than you could imagine. It's much easier just to go, here's a little pebble from the sea. Where we used to live in Hastings, there's no sand. It's just pebbles. You can pick up a ton of pebbles in your hand, but he's saying, no, no, pick up a stone and put it on your back and walk across and pile it up and say, God did this. Future generation. Later on, the priests who were carrying the ark stood in the middle of the river, this is verse 10, until all of the Lord's uh, commands that Moses had given to Joshua were carried out. Meanwhile, the people hurried across the riverbed. Your faithfulness will enable others. You may be asking yourself this, why is it that my family are ex? I'm still waiting for this to happen. These folks are still in, in pain. Why isn't that my prayer being answered? But God is saying this. If you would be faithful to me today, the rest of your community will follow. Trust them with me. Do what I've asked you. Look what happens. The presence of the Lord, the priests were carrying in the middle of the river until all the Lord's commands... Were, were, were carried out. Meanwhile, the people hurried across the riverbed. The entire place was saved. 
and they walked into the promised land. Later on, in verse 23, For the Lord your God dried up the river uh, right before your eyes. So now this is the story. That's why we like to start with testimony. And he kept it dry until you were all across, just as he did at the Red Sea. Here's the story to tell. You can't have this story unless you step up your faith and your love and your walk for the Lord. Whatever he's asked of, he says, obedience. When he dried it up until we had all crossed over, crossed over, he did this so all nations of the earth might know that the Lord's hand is powerful. You're a walking billboard for the Lord's hand, not for ourselves. We're a walking billboard of God's goodness and mercy. I can say with all truth that my marriage is by God's mercy. My fatherhood is by God's mercy. My manhood is by God's mercy. And that's what I want my life to be about, because God will be glorified. Then I'll know that I'll have everything I could ever dream and even beyond when I'm faithful. And so you might fear the Lord your God forever. So today, guys, as you go about, you know, ask yourself that question. What has God asked of me? Or what is there a challenge about in my life? Am I willing to step in to the river or whatever it is? Am I willing to let go, to let God in this thing? Am I willing to give him that part of my life? Because that's how the Holy Spirit works. If you would trust him in that, then you're going to be able to collect a stone that you couldn't unless you obey. You'll be able to collect an inheritance that will go on for eternity. right? No end. And that's the beauty of the gospel. It's a living word. I think, you know, most folks go, hey, just read the Bible, pray every day. But it's like, man, there's a manual in here that will help us in the way that we conduct business. They'll help you in your decision making. Some of that decision would be decision to who your relationships are with. A decision about what you're going to do with your life. Is it going to glorify God? Those are things where this is that river moment. Will you put the sole of your feet in trust before the Lord so that you could get those stones that can only be found in the middle of a dried up riverbed because God broke out his miraculous power and his name will be made famous in your life. Your children and their children's children will see and stand up and go, that's what it was. I don't know about you, but that's what I want. You know, I want to walk and be able to pick up those stones that God has for me. But that means that I've got to pick up my cross daily. I gotta be faithful. I gotta trust. I gotta obey. Amen?